It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. How will Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium against the Patriots play out for Miami? That is our subject here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team. Every day here on the Locked On Network, I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers, because we don't just say we live it. It is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code in all lowercase Locked On NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100 today on the show. Some predictions for Sunday at The Rock. The Dolphins hosting the New England Patriots, the second matchup between these two teams this season. And uh, we just got out of the Mike McDaniel press conference that uh, answered a lot of questions in regards to a lot of player availabilities. And uh, there is no such thing as quiet times and calm in Dolphins world, right? We had... The Jalen Ramsey saga last night on social media. If you missed it, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about who plays and who does it amongst the uh, litany of, of critical players for Miami that have a status of, or injury of some kind that makes their availability to some degree in question. Adam Schefter, ESPN, reports last night the Dolphins are expecting Jalen Ramsey to make his season debut in week eight against the New England Patriots. About 12 minutes later, Jalen Ramsey comes on social media and vehemently pushes back saying, uh, there's a chance I may play, uh, but ultimately I have uh, to go through, make sure that I am ready to go and people don't care about accuracy. People just want to be right these days. And uh, then promptly dropped the mic and walked off social media for the night and told everybody have a good night. So you have... One of the more reputable insiders report that Ramsey is going to be active in plays. Ramsey himself comes out and says, there's a chance I play. I need to make sure I go through my process and I am good. Um, But none of those decisions are made final to this stage. If you had to ask me, and nobody did, but it's my show. So this is my platform. I'm going to offer it to you anyway. If I had to guess, Jalen Ramsey will be active 
and will be on the 53-man roster on Sunday. That would be my um, gut inclination. I know Miami is kind of at a stage where they are touch and go. They're trying to protect the players from themselves. Mike McDaniel talked about that with both Ramsey and, and Xavier Howard talking about their status with the team is kind of in line with what Teron Armstead's is, where the players understand uh, their value to the team, uh, but they have earned the right to go through that preparation process and, and be a part of, of the decision, but with the big picture and what is best for the team also in mind. But if I think about where Miami is at, I think about the opportunity of this game for Miami. I think about next week against Kansas City. Jalen Ramsey is, has been practicing for two weeks. Um, Jalen Ramsey for quite some time has had no physical restrictions. Mike McDaniel said as much. There are no physical restrictions on Jalen Ramsey. I would say barring a catastrophic setback, my guess is Jalen Ramsey plays on Sunday against the Patriots. I would also venture a guess that Xavier Howard plays. Um, it did not sound as though the injury last week uh, was an overly severe one. Mike McDaniel, in talking about Tyreek Hill in his press conference earlier today, alluded to uh, doing maintenance on the front end. This kind of the, the Howard stuff felt like that, where Howard wanted to go and wanted to play versus Philly and didn't play. It kind of went up to the day uh, of, the, of the game when they released inactives 90 minutes beforehand. But at the same time, Howard told everybody in the locker room he was ready to go on Friday. I would guess with where Howard's appetite and attitude was last week and for Howard to practice on a, a limited basis throughout the course of the day uh, that you will see Xavier Howard play and Jalen Ramsey play. That's my formal, mildly educated guess. Uh, Javon Holland is a coin toss. I won't really uh, speculate too much on that one because that one is concussion protocol based. What I would say for Javon Holland is the fact that Javon Holland practiced on Thursday with a red non-contact jersey is a promising sign that his recovery from the concussion symptoms that he uh, reported, self-reported with his follow-up with the neurologist the day after the Eagles game um, are progressing quickly. It's a promising sign that that's the case. Uh, if a player were to return to practice on Friday, there's almost no chance for the turnaround time with the progression through uh, concussion protocol for a player to get cleared uh, and be ready to play. So for Holland to be back in a red non-contact jersey on Thursday, I think does put him at a certain level of optimism that he can go. Um, but if Javon Holland does not work his way through concussion protocol, then I think that will even more spur Miami uh, to embrace Xavier Howard if they are on the fence at all with him playing. And on the other side of the ball, I think that's somewhat what we're seeing with Connor Williams. Mike McDaniel was asked, and Mike McDaniel says, my gut tells me Connor Williams will be active, but I don't know if he will be starting. And of course, this doesn't mean that Connor Williams got benched, but this means the Dolphins from a number of roster spots at each position group perspective, they may opt to carry Connor as the emergency center and let Liam start the game if they still feel as though Connor is in a bad place uh, physically with his recovery from the groin. I would be surprised, uh, especially with what you've seen, uh, the competition there at that left guard spot with Robert Jones and Lester Cotton. 
I would guess Connor Williams, uh, Connor Williams will be active for sure. I don't think they're going to elevate an offensive lineman. That's going to alleviate your need to have a backup center. That may not be your starting left guard. Uh, you may see it sounded like for Mike McDaniel that they may rotate the guards a little bit that left guard with, with Jones and cotton. You know, he said, we may try to get Rob in the game, but he really liked what Lester cotton did. Um, but my guess would be, you're going to see a big influx for Miami uh, of guys back this week, including Connor Williams at center, including Xavier Howard at corner. I would assume Jalen Ramsey uh, as well, assuming that they're that, his build-up process goes in accordance to plan and along the lines of what it has gone thus far this week. Of course, they will take that due process all the way through until probably the last possible minute. Uh, Mike McDaniel did say that Tyreek Hill will play. He expects him to play. I said he had a great day of practice yesterday, so that was much ado about nothing. And I will save the soapbox rant for the development of how that a uh, rumor mill spread like wildfire on Wednesday. I will save that for another day. But we have to talk about the offense, the defense against New England. Now that we've kind of put our flag in the ground on who is going to play, uh, we have to do a final score prediction. We have to look at the league, uh, league-wide across the space. That is going to be coming up next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Right now is the perfect time for you to snap into action this football season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed, win or lose, when you place a $5 bet with FanDuel. So if you like good return on investment, it's kind of hard to beat $200 in bonus bets, win or lose with your first bet. If you have been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. And just as an administrative note, the Dolphins on FanDuel are favored by nine and a half points over the Patriots. That number has held firm all week long. So amidst all of the Tyreek Hill speculation, amidst the speculation with Jalen Ramsey, amidst the speculation with Javon Holland and concussion protocol, that line all week has not moved. And that usually tells you something too, because they know as good as anybody who's in and who's out all week long. They get the best info. Uh, FanDuel, official partner of NFL. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season before it's too late. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. So Miami in week two uh, played the Patriots and played a game in which they 
should have scored 30 plus points. They did not. They scored 24. They won the game 24 17. And Miami um, proceeded to bounce back the following week and hang a bunch of points on the board. And you can't convince me at this stage of the game, based on the narratives around the Dolphins team, that scoring 70 points in a game might might not have been the worst thing that's, that's happened to the Dolphins this season because it has created this hoopla and speculation around this football team um, and taken the narrative to a place that, quite frankly, it hasn't had to go. Uh, but you score 70 points. Everybody's expecting a certain output every single week. There's nothing wrong with scoring 24 points, having 389 yards of offense, winning the turnover battle, and largely boa constricting the New England Patriots all throughout the course of the football game, even if you stall out a little bit offensively throughout the course of the second half of the game. There's nothing wrong with winning the game 24-17, which is exactly what the Dolphins did last time. From an offensive output production, uh, 244 yards of offense through the air, 145 rushing yards on the ground. My first bold prediction uh, is that the Dolphins are going to surpass their week two rushing total against New England. I think they run for 150 plus. I really think the way that the game ended last week with 45 rushing yards as a team, 244 total yards of offense. Obviously, you score 17 points, uh, left you wanting a lot more. Uh, hearing Mike McDaniel talk about wanting to get Robert Jones involved. He's a big physical guy, Lester Cotton, big physical guy. Those guys are probably a little bit better with the vertical run game. Uh, Alec Ingold, a good opportunity for him to get some snap influx. I think he only took 25% of the snaps week seven against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, get him back involved in this game. New England is hurting a little bit on the edges. Now they may get Keon White back. They may get Josh Uche back, but Josh Uche back, you're going to want to run right at that dude if he's on the field. So you still have the speed element that is in your favor against the linebackers. And if the Patriots want to play for speed with DBs, then I think you can big boy them up front. I think that is the thing that we have seen firsthand with the Flores, Josh Boyer-esque defenses. Uh, your, your personnel groupings, it's really hard to be multiple and match effectively and be a chameleon. So say what you will about the changes schematically and the transition the Dolphins defense has faced with their personnel this year and some of the struggles from a yardage perspective and a points per game perspective. You know, Miami right now is sitting at uh, 26.7 points per game. That's 27th in the league in scoring defense. But of those 187 points, you had a kickoff return for a touchdown in week three. You've had two pick sixes, one from Mike White and one from Tua. And then you had a field goal that took place after another interception against the Giants. So you legit have 24 points. Uh, of your 187 that you have conceded directly as a result of both the offense and the defense or, or both the defense offense and special teams, excuse me. So uh, 187, I'm not a math guy, but I do have a calculator 163 divided by seven. That's 23.3 points per game as compared to 26.7 points per game. So you're literally talking the difference of three and a half points per game based on pick sixes, an interception inside your own 25-yard line, and a kickoff return allowed for a touchdown. That number would be better than the scoring defense the Dolphins posted last year per game. And, of course, Miami is averaging 11 points per game more this season than what they did last season as well. So you have improved uh, scoring totals on both sides of the ball, if not for the pick sixes and the um, – a special teams touchdown by Marvin's Mims that was ran back for a kickoff. So all of that to be said, sorry, I just got a text message 
uh, that says Javon Holland is out of his red non-contact jersey. So that, I think, even more fuels the fire that I think Javon Holland will probably be through concussion protocol, but you never want to take that for granted. Um, so I think offensively, I think running the ball, getting back on track this week, if the Patriots go small, the counter the speed, you can run right at them. And look, they, they got JC Jackson. They got Jack Jones. They got John Jones. They didn't have those players in, in week two. Yeah. Uh, I, I think ultimately at the end of the day with what the Patriots had from a personnel standpoint and how they chose to play you, um, you're, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff. I think the execution of it with some new wrinkles is probably going to be the difference. Uh, but Miami being able to do what they had success with down the stretch against New England, which is pound the freaking rock. If they're going to want to play small ball and play with four safeties on the field, okay, we're going to come right at you. And I think they will have success doing that. So that's one of my big bold predictions. Uh, I think this is a big Jalen Waddle game again. Uh, Tyreek Hill has, has spoken about the attention that the Patriots and Bill Belichick have been able to give him. I still think you'll probably have a couple shot plays, one or two haymakers where uh, it feels like Miami does this once or twice a game where they'll get in a game situation, whether it's close to the half or third down, or you're just outside the red zone. So you're looking for a shot or a sudden change and the Dolphins get up to the ball and Tyreek Hill zags when he's expected to zig and what he's been zigging all game long. And he hits you up over the top for a big play. I expect you'll probably get a couple of those, uh, but they'll have to pick their spots and they'll, they'll have to call them appropriately. I think more volume running through Jalen Waddle in this game uh, is appropriate. And, and you saw that in the week two game until uh, Jalen Waddle left that game uh, with a concussion, thanks to a questionable hit by Marte Mapu, the rookie linebacker. He was targeted six times for four receptions, 86 yards including that tunnel screen. I think you'll see more of that quick game, especially with the uh, departures on the offensive line. So I feel pretty good about what Miami's bringing to the table offensively. Uh, defensively, obviously, if you're going to end up getting this influx in talent on the back end in the secondary, if you get Javon Holland back, if you get Jalen Ramsey, you get Xavier Howard. If the front plays the way that it did, uh, the only new layer and wrinkle that New England is going to bring to you that they didn't have last time and that you didn't see last week against the Eagles. Is this New England offense is really starting to implement some motion, some pre-snap motion, and try to create and stress some communication errors. And when I think about what Miami has been exposed to all season long, my silver lining is this Dolphins team and this Dolphins defense in practice has faced more shifts, more motion, more dis misdirection than anybody else in football. They've seen it every day. So if that's the Patriots trump card, when the Patriots had 288 yards offense, 88 yards rushing, 200 passing yards, uh, they turned the ball over twice. Obviously, you had the Bradley Chubb strip sack, or not strip sack, the Bradley Chubb fumble, forced fumble from behind on Pop Douglas that put him on the bench for the rest of the game. If that's the new layer for New England, You'd like to think Miami will be well-equipped and prepared for it. And I'm really fascinated to know what kind of personnel groups are the Patriots going to come out in 11. This may be more of a base defensive personnel group than your average 2023 Dolphins outfit when you consider uh, they now have Michael and Wendy who played right guard last time. Uh, he's at right tackle. I don't think that bodes particularly well for them in protection if they get into third down, long down, and distances. 
Uh, but they have David Andrews. Cole Strange came back for them. He's healthy. Trent Bound at left tackle. A little bit different story for what they have on the offensive line. So that is really the stressor. Now, Miami faced a better offensive line last week with all due respect to what New England has. Philadelphia's a better front. And I think the front seven played very admirably well. Now, they just happen to do it against a static offense as, as compared to New England. I think you will see more pre-snap misdirection and shifts in motion. So uh, that's kind of the stage that's, that's being set here for uh, Miami coming into that game. Let's talk bold predictions. Let's talk final score. That's next here, this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. But before we go any further on the show, prize picks, daily fantasy sports done right. It's the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it is you against the numbers, not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in if you successfully hit all of yours in your combination. There's quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that are available, and they make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts, offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account so you can stay in the game all season long this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Now, let's also say you're watching the game from home. And uh, the two-minute warning comes up. The Dolphins are hopefully up by multiple touchdowns at this point in time. But the two-minute warning comes up. That is your cue to place your orders with our friends over at DoorDash. There is no reason for you to watch the second half on an empty stomach, and there is no reason for you to not have your favorite restaurants, your favorite meals, your favorite snacks, all of it at your disposal, at your fingertips with DoorDash. For me personally, one of my favorites whenever I come down to Miami is Pierre's Caribbean Cuisine. I'm a big fan of the flavor. We don't get that up in the Mid-Atlantic, right? So when we get down there, I got to take advantage of it. And DoorDash with Pierre's, I make sure I get some oxtail head in my way and the flavors. It is a part of my trips to South Florida experience every single time. You can order on DoorDash at Pierre's or any of your other favorite local restaurants uh, and save 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms to apply, that is code LOCKED23 for 50% up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. So some bold predictions for this game. I think Jalen Phillips has a big game. I think Jalen Phillips has multiple sacks. He was close last week. He looks back. I do think this is a game script for Miami where even if New England has success, New England is not going to pace this game at a rate where they're going to really stress you in my mind uh, to score a lot of points quickly and then be able to 
boa constrictor you and make you die a slow death throughout the course of the final 40 minutes of the game. I have a really hard time seeing New England jumping up by the number of points that would be necessary, which means you're going to earn the right to rush the passer, which Jalen Ramsey alluded to after week one, saying, you know, we really didn't do a good job enough of, of earning the right to rush the passer against the Chargers. Well, Ramsey, uh, Phillips didn't play when they played the Patriots the first time. He's playing this time. I think he has a big game. I think his declaration as kind of back, you have three Miami Dolphins right now with four sacks on the season. Zach Sealer, Andrew Van Ginkle, Bradley Chubb. Jalen's got one and a half. And I would not in the least bit be surprised if he has multiple sacks in this game against the New England Patriots. I think Jalen Waddle for the first time this season surpasses 100 yards in receiving. Uh, you know New England is going to do what they want to do to take the uh, space away from Tyreek Hill, and that means your other guys are going to have to win big. So I've already said I think Miami rushes for 150. I think Waddle goes for over 100 in this contest as well, and I think that is how they help to counterbalance what New England is trying to structurally do. They will not have Christian Gonzalez. They will not have Matthew Judon defensively, and uh, I think Waddle's primed for a big game as well for a final score prediction you can put me down for Miami should have scored 30 last time I think they get it this time because they had the missed field goal from Sanders and then they had the blocked field goal uh with the special teams sync up uh late in that game that kind of allowed New England to just hang around and then be cockroaches that made that thing close at the end I think Miami gets 30 I think New England gets like 18. So you could put me down for a Dolphins win in week eight at home, which would push their record to six and two on the season by a final score of 30 to 18. I do think this is a one score game in the fourth quarter. I don't think this is a walkover game by any means. And the Dolphins need to be prepared for a dogfight because the Patriots, they're coming off a win against the Bills. They are fighting for their season right now. Everybody kind of know you look at the writing on the wall, you go two and six, you're just about done. But if you get the three and five, and you beat the Bills and Dolphins in that process, uh, your season is very much, you're not going to have something to say because you play the Commanders next. So Miami's going to have a chance to do uh, what they've done a few times in recent years and serve a fatal blow to New England season. Uh, they, but they need to take this game as seriously as they took the Philadelphia Eagles. And hopefully the talent uh, that they have will be there for them to allow them to do that. Hopefully the execution and a few bounces of the ball go Miami's way, which they did not go in week seven on Sunday night football. Now, last thing that I wanted to touch on just briefly was the uh, landscape of the AFC. The Bills beat the Bucs last night uh, in a near miss for Buffalo. Uh, the Bills on the last play of the game saw a Hail Mary to Chris Godwin fall within probably uh, a half a second of falling directly into his arms for what would have been a game-winning score. Uh, so the Bills won and moved to 5-3 and three on the season. They are a quarter of a game, technically a half a game, but they already have a head-to-head -head against Miami uh, behind the Dolphins uh, right now. The Dolphins playing this game are currently the two-seed in the AFC Conference. Jacksonville plays Pittsburgh. That's a big game from a conference perspective. That's two, two, two lost teams playing one another. Pittsburgh's at home. I would expect Jacksonville uh, as the uh, team with the better quarterback. I think they're better coached right now. Uh, I think they probably win that football game uh, and move to six and two. That would drop the Steelers to four and three. 
Uh, the Chiefs, Miami's opponent next week, play the Broncos in Denver. That would be their second matchup in three weeks. The Chiefs won 17-9, to I believe, was the, the final score the last time they played each other. You would expect the Chiefs to win that football game and keep pace at the top of the AFC Conference. They're the only one-loss team in the conference right now. Uh, Baltimore is the other two-loss division leader. Uh, they are playing the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona after whopping uh, the, the Detroit Lions last week, you would expect Baltimore to win as well. Uh, the Bengals is a team that's been a problem in the playoffs the last few years in the AFC side of things. They're going to San Francisco to play, but San Francisco is very banged up. Uh, the Bengals sitting at three and three. So that is a big game of interest as well. Uh, the Jets playing the Giants at MetLife in a neutral, neutral site slash road game for the Jets. Uh, really fascinating to see how Terod Taylor, who's taken over for, at quarterback for the Giants since that Dolphins game, uh, and the Giants proceeded to lose on the final play of the game against the Bills and then win last week against the Commanders. So they've shown a little bit of life with the Jets coming off the bye. All of that to be said, if Miami takes care of their own business, they will be playing in week nine before going into the bye week, presumably healthier than what they currently are and with a chance to go into their bye as the one seed in the AFC playoff picture. So it's a lot of ball game left. Uh, but we're getting ready to switch over into single-digit games left to be played. It's an exciting time for Dolphins fans. I know it's kind of lukewarm this week because the Dolphins lost the game and it kind of took the wind out of everybody's sails, but you got to get back on the horse, and this team with a chance to play at home uh, has a chance to do that on Sunday. I'm excited to see how they respond, and I'm excited to talk to you all after the game. That is going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. I'm out of here. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.